What's up? I'm Alexis Berry, and this is The Exhale. You can find me on Instagram under the underscore exhale. And thanks for tuning in. Episode 10, chapter one, behind the scenes. So there was no way that I could just redo all of those poems, record them, you know, put them out for an episode and say that that's my reflection and then not really reflect on it. So this is the part where I reflect on those poems and reflect on the journey and reflect on the evolution of my thought process. All right, let's get right into it. Episode 10. So the importance of this episode is to really take time and look back and say, what did I feed myself to grow to get to this point? That's why I took time to reflect, edit, and redo some things, you know, um, it's okay to go backwards, you know, in the sense of look back and, and tweak it and and then utilize it to build something. Okay. And that's what I wanted to do with all the poems that I had created over the course of that first season. Okay. And I had, you know, I was thinking at first, man, I need to put my energy towards, you know, creating a book and doing all this and doing it. And then I, I got to that point and I did that. Right. And then I wasn't satisfied. I felt like there was something else that I was supposed to be doing. Right. So I said, let me, let me go ahead and a uh, duh, continue to put my energy into what I started it with. You know, how did this all begin? You know, it started with the podcast, you know, so let's continue it with the podcast. Okay. So that's what led me to wanting to release it and wanting to redo it and making the conscious decision to really look back at what happened. Okay. So the first thing I want to talk about, what did I learn about the evolution of my thought process or my conscious mind versus my unconscious mind? What did I learn? So I learned that, like I said, like I was denying myself the opportunity to have self-expression, the um, opportunity to be who I want to be. You know, I, I was constantly feeling like I was being judged, right? That's how it got started. And then I got to the point where I say, you know what? If I'm right, they're going to judge me. If I'm wrong, they're going to judge me. And regardless, if I am truly, you know, right or wrong in God's eyes, the world is going to have their own picture of what happened, right? So I had to say to myself, you know, something needs to change and I just need to be more conscious of who I actually want to be. So I learned that through this process, through this journey, I learned, you know, to build on the importance of valuing, you know, uh, being proud of who I am. Because I think that's what makes it hard to be conscious of something is that if you're not proud of it, you know, you're embarrassed of it, something, something in it, you know, makes you feel uneasy, right? You don't want to, you don't want to claim it. So I had to say to myself, even if, like I've said plenty of times, even if there's things that I don't like about myself, right, necessarily, or things that I don't like about a circumstance that I'm in, because that's what I learned. It's not really that I don't like myself, right, or that I never really liked myself. It's that I didn't like the circumstances that I was in. And then because of the circumstances I was in, I was allowing my thought process to, you know what I'm saying, drive the show. And basically decide for me what my next move was. Um, 
Yeah. So, and then the next thing I, what did I learn about my unconscious mind? Okay. So I learned that, uh, you know, what you put out, you really do get back. And it sounds so cliche. It sounds like, you know, of course that's what you learned. You know, everybody says that. Right. But it's like, it's different when you read it. Right. Then when you live it, right. Then when you see somebody else living that shit, it's like, okay, there's a sign. There's a sign. There's a sign. And it's like, at this point, if I don't believe what's going on, that's just, that's just me, you know, abusing my own self, my own intelligence, you know, saying that I'm obviously not intelligent enough to detect whether or not, you know, whatever. That's not cool. So I had to say for my unconscious self is I want to support myself, right? So I want to be conscious of who I am all the time, you know, and be present in it. But then on the other side of things, when I go to sleep, you know what I'm saying? When I'm just thinking, when I'm eating, when I'm exercising, when I'm traveling, when I'm doing whatever I'm doing, I just still want to be, you know, in my unconscious mind thinking, okay, I'm going to succeed. I'm going to be the best person that I can possibly be, you know? And so for me, the main thing about evolution was I had to take a look and say, it's going to hurt. You know what I'm saying? Things are going to change. Things are never going to be the same, but I have to acknowledge that I don't ever want to be the same. Okay, so that's what I learned about my thought process is that it it just took me to another level of understanding myself. Okay, the next thing I want to talk about is uh, the three parts of the creative process. So a part of me um, creating the podcast and, you know, wanting to inspire people to reflect whether or not they share it or, you know, they keep it to themselves is that, you know, they need to um, be willing to be creative and then be willing to fail, try again, fail, try again, succeed with being creative because that's the process. Like it was, I heard this, um, I heard this, I don't like to say who says stuff, but I heard this. He said, um, my favorite thing about art, about creativity is that there's guidelines and that there's structure. And it's like, wow, you know, that's kind of pause. I want to pause on that unquote. That's kind of cool because a lot of people think that the best thing about being creative is to get outside the lines is that to, you know what I'm saying? Do all this extra. Right. But then he explained back quote, it's his favorite because that's the part that defines you being outside the lines. That's the, that's the part that defines what you're actually doing. If there's no structure, there's no lines, there's no guidelines, then what is they're even set, you know, for us to say what is going on. You understand? What is the point of what is going on if we don't have guidelines, if we don't have structure? Okay, unquote. So that made me think to myself, man, why do I want to do what I want to do? Like, because I could I could express myself in so many different ways. People can express themselves in so many different ways. You don't have to, you know, be some type of artist in a in any form, you know, to the naked eye, you know, everything is art, but to have somebody look at you and say, oh, they're kind of, you know, an artist, you don't have to be that, right? So for me, this is how it got started. I had to want it, okay? I had to want to start it. 
and then use the energy of wanting to start it to actually put my foot forward and just go, you know? And then, and then I think about a lot of things that have happened in my life. How'd I learn how to swim? How'd I learn how to ride a bike? You know, um, what else did I learn how to do? Like, how did I learn how to write poetry? Okay. So how did I learn how to swim? My big brother threw me in the deep end. He asked me, we get to the pool. We've been there 15, 20 minutes. We in the, you know, shallow end. He asked me, can you swim? I said, kind of, you know, at this point he's like five, eight, he's, he's hella tall. He's always been hella tall. Okay. We're kids. He's five, eight. And I say, not, not really. And then he says, well, you're going to have to learn because you're staying with me. I say, okay, we get to the deep end. I'm thinking I'm just going to practice for a little while. He, he picks me up and throws me in. Okay. Now the water was probably like six inches, eight inches above my head, but I had to swim. My survival instincts kicked in and I just learned how to swim. I learned how to swim in a matter of a minute. Two minutes. And then from that moment on, I loved to swim. Okay, how did I learn how to ride a bike? I was pushed down a hill. We took the training wheels off. No adult supervision whatsoever took the training wheels off. And and then my brothers pushed me down a fat-ass hill. And then in the middle of that hill, I had to make a decision. Am I going to fall off or am I going to keep going? So I just kept going. That was the only advice that, that my brothers had. Just keep pedaling. Okay, what happened with poetry? How did I start learning how to write poetry? I was upset. I was I'm I'm just going to be honest. I've been honest from the beginning. I'm a very emotional creature. So, I'm emotional. I've always been emotional. You know, in high school, school in general, you know, was kind of on a I'm not even going there's no point in lying. It was an emotional time for me, okay? So, it wasn't the most emotional time of my life, but it you know what I'm saying? Hormones were going ballistic. It felt like it. It felt like a very emotional time. So I'm having all these kind of emotional problems. And my friend, you know, that's neither here nor there. My friend says, hey, I think that you should, you know, write poetry. Sometimes when I feel upset, I, I journal or I, you know, sometimes try to write a poem. And I'm like, you know, like I've said plenty of times, I'm not going to lie. My first thought was, well, that's gay. Yeah, that's, that's pretty gay. And then my other thought was, all right, let me see if I can even do this. So I went home and I started it and I, that's how that got started. It turned out that I actually enjoyed it. Okay. Then the next part of the creative process, continuing it for me. See, some people think, some people say it's the hardest part of the creative process is to get started for me though. The hardest part of the creative process is to continue it, is to keep going. It's when somebody says something negative or, you know, things aren't going the way that you thought that they were going to go. That's the hard part for me, you know, because I can say, you know, I've had a dream, uh, you know, maybe not necessarily a dream, but I'll just call it a dream. Fuck it. You know, I had a dream. I want to do this. I had a dream. I want to do that. I want to play basketball. I want to be, uh, you know. I want to be in the military. Those are real things that I wanted to do. I wanted to be a doctor. You know what I'm saying? These are real things that I wanted to do. But then I got to the point where, you know, at some point continuing on that dream on that path became hard. And I'm glad that it did because it made me who I am, but it ultimately brought me to who I, 
where I'm supposed to be and who I'm supposed to be. Okay. So that's the hardest part for me. I mean, there are other, you know, I haven't got to the last part of the process, but for me, that's kind of where I am a little bit is the continuing part and believing in yourself and, and saying, I'm going to have this energy every day of the week. Okay. And, and when I wake up and, and there's, there's a, a free moment that I have to realize that there's not really a free moment. There's just another moment to continue on that path towards the dream and continuing, you know, getting better at what you're doing. Okay. So that's what the next part is, is making sure that not only are you continuing to have that same energy, right? That you used to start it, but you're having the energy to know in your heart that you're on the right path because that's what makes it hard to continue whether or not you believe, okay, this is actually going to build into something. Okay. So the last part of the creative process for me, this is all my perspective, by the way, which should be, you know, I mean, you know, it should just be relatively, you know, understood at this point to say that this is my perspective. All right. So the producing part, that's the final part of the creative process to actually take what you started, what you believe in and what you're building, and then put it out into the world. Okay. So however you decide to put it out into the world, that's on you. Whenever you even have a thought, you're putting it out into the world, but whenever you put it out into the world, I would say in a physical form. Okay. In a physical form, that's a part of the creative process or to share it. So it, it was hard. You know what I'm saying? When I, like I said, you put your soul, you put your heart, you put your everything into your dream, right? It's hard to share it. It's hard to put it out in a physical form because you don't want to be, you know, you don't want to be judged or you don't want them to taint your dream. You don't want them to ruin it for you. And then you say, you know, fuck this. I don't want to do it no more. You know, some things are so, um, sensitive, you know, that I would ultimately, I want to change it. Some people, cause that's what was, was the issue with me. I was so sensitive. Some people are so sensitive that they don't take into account the value the value of, of being strong, you know, because when you're sensitive, you have to acknowledge that that's just your body. That's just your body's reaction to understanding what's going on In time. You will get used to that, that weird feeling, that strange feeling of understanding what the fuck is going on. And then you say, well, that's kind of fucked up. And it's like, well, that's it. That situation. Yeah. That situation was fucked up. Cool. But there's going to be other situations that come along where you feel, okay, this weird feeling like I knew something good was going to happen and then something good happened and it's like I dealt with that shit and it's like, that's the point. So whenever you produce it, that's what you have to look at. That's what I look at is like, yeah, it could go bad. It could, you know, have a negative side to this and that and that, or it could have a positive effect. Maybe what I actually want to do, it will be achieved. You know, like I was saying, having my unconscious mind just constantly influence. All right, let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. And it, and it, for me, it's about continuing to be that same person when I started, when I continue and when I produce it, there was a lot of problems. Um, well, I felt at the time were problems arising when I wanted to start problems, 
you know, come along as I want to continue and then problems arise as I want to produce it, when I, as I want to make a physical copy, a physical form of what is going on in my brain, right? But that was important for me to share because it wasn't easy to re-record this. It wasn't easy to re-edit some things. It wasn't easy um, to put this out. But that mentality of knowing that I'm going to do this and that everything that's hard is worth it and it's going to make me a better person, I had to do it. I had to. It was hard because um, it's hard to reflect on some of the things that happened. I could sit down and write um, a fantasy sci-fi story, right? But this is real life. This happened to me. So when I read it, you know, it's real. And it's 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 like having a thought come in your head and you try to say, no, nah, I don't want to think about it. But then you saying, I have to think about this because I need to read this and I need to get through this moment man, that really made me look at things in retrospective and say, there's a lot of things that I do every day that I I didn't have the courage, I didn't have the strength, I didn't have the will, I didn't have the responsibility, I didn't have the faith, I didn't have the respect for myself to do, and it amazed me. Okay, so the next thing I want to talk about, let's dig deeper into that start continuing and produce it part. So, the starting part, what inspires me? What inspires me specifically? What inspires me? Um, seeing other people struggle. Because I thought about that uh, like some months ago. I say, sometimes when you see other people struggle, it makes you feel better. But then I realized that it's like, it's not that I, I feel like I'm, um, you know, basking in, in in their in their uh you know failure it's more so that I feel like like if this person can go through that and they're still standing here you know what I mean I can do it and then I look back I use that same like I said it made me look at things in retrospective like I really thought like damn it's like I went through all that shit you know and then it comes comes with disability all that experience comes with that wisdom of knowing that, you know, that fear is an illusion and that the the only thing to truly fear is God because he's in control of all. You know what I'm saying? Is that you have to acknowledge that a circumstance is, you know, about as temporary as a mood. You know what I'm saying? So that's what inspires me. Looking at other people's situations, looking at, um, you know, history and just seeing the way that things have changed and seeing um, maybe... Uh, the ways that I feel connected to them, definitely. So what motivates me? What's the, the next thing? What motivates me? Makes me want to continue, okay? What motivates me? I see, like I said before, I look in the mirror and I see myself. I see my eyes. I, I see somebody different. And I hear myself, you know, of course I listen to these podcasts, you know, I, like, Who's, who's going to say that? Like, cool. You, you say that, you know, I don't listen to my own shit. Yeah. I listen to my shit. And when I listen to it, I'm like, damn, you know, like I'm talking about some real shit and I've really changed. And, um, then what else motivates me? Um, you know, I actually, through this process, um, somebody connected with me on Instagram and, and told me that I inspired them to start their own podcast. You know what I'm saying? 
that they uh they do a little bit of poetry and they talk about mental health and they you know they want to you know kind of do the same thing I'm doing they got inspired from me that motivated me to know that damn like I'm actually making a difference and then I hear my family I hear different people say well you know like I listened to what you said and it's really made me feel feel better and you know that insp- that motivates me to keep going you know knowing that I'm inspiring people knowing that um I'm making a difference. Okay. So that makes me want to continue. So when I'm being creative, regardless of it being specific to the podcast, I say what truly motivates me is, is seeing the, the, um, is seeing the change in myself through the process of creating it. Okay. So that's what motivates me. I say, well, look at, look at who I am, look at how far I've come. So that's the next part. Who I am, right. Period. As a, as a statement, okay, and then who am I as a question. That that plays a role in my creative process. Okay, so so to say who I am, how does that, you know, really affect the creative process? I say, how did I come to the table? All fucked up, um, coming in hot as hell, you know what I'm saying, with a completely, you know, left mind mindset, you know, completely different from where I'm at now. And then take that person and take those circumstances per se and um use that and combine that to, you know, who am I? Combine that with the thought process is like, well where where do I want to be? Who do I want to be? You know, what do I want to do? Like combine that all in together. So for me, it's a constant of who I am and then who am I? Because I'm constantly changing I'm constantly coming to the a, a new table you know as a as damn okay well shit everybody's looking at me like what well, well what the fuck going on that's a hot mess you know even though I feel like I've leveled up I've come a long way and this is just you know this is great some people that have been in the table for you know say an hour or two this is just this is hypothetical this is a scenario this is something to kind of expand the thought process so there's people at the table. They've been there X amount of days, whatever. And they see me come to that new table. And I have so much more room to grow at this new table. That's what I mean. How does who I am and, and who am I affect the creative process? Because that's the creative process. It exists. The product exists. I believe the product exists before you even finish it. The more that you continue and put that energy the more that you can externally value this creation that's what I believe because I can still talk about like I said I can still talk about how I wanted to be a doctor how I wanted to play basketball how I wanted to you know what was the other thing because that's how unimportant it is to me now I don't even know whatever it was you know what I'm saying I can still talk about that and it still have you know, some type of form of energy, right? And then the more I would have built on it, it would have became real. So that's what I mean about that. And I have to allow myself to be not only who I am, but allow myself to be who I want to be and allow myself to respect both sides of that. That's what I meant through all of these poems is I learned how to do that. Okay, so the next part I want to talk about, what is the hardest part about publicly sharing what I create or what you create. Is it the fear? Is it the rejection? 
I say the hardest part about sharing my creative process, creating the product, creating everything, and, and then publicly sharing it, um, the hardest part would definitely be just having to know that you're, for me specifically, I would just say for anybody, that you're burying your soul. You know what I'm saying? You're burying yourself and you're not hiding. So if you're not hiding anymore, you took your armor off, you know, you're burying your soul. So obviously, you know, anything could happen, anything. But I said, you know, that was the hardest part for me because to not know, that was the, the hardest part about starting and continuing and producing it. That all had in common was it's like, you don't know what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? It's like going on the uh, battlefield and um, there's nobody out there. You can't see anything. You can't really see anybody. There's nobody out there, but you know this is the battlefield. You know people get killed out here. And on the other side of that battlefield, you know, it lies your weapon. It lies your um, protection, everything, your food, your water on the other side of the battlefield. But you got to walk across and then, then you got to trust that God is going to take you, you know, being faithful in, in your dreams and being faithful in where God is telling you to go. That's the hardest part about public being public. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's what it's like. You, people are going to shoot their shot and say what they want to say about you or they're not, you know, by the grace of God, either way, God willing, right? Both sides, you're going to make it through. Or you not, right? So I had to say to myself, fear is an illusion. Rejection is is a is a form of manifestation. Because I'm gonna be honest with you. Like for real, for real. I don't receive too much rejection or um I would say negative uh attention for what I'm doing because I don't really give a fuck. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't know what that person's saying. Now, I'm going to tell you, like, I want to say 10 times out of 10, but I'm going to say respectfully eight times out of 10 because somebody somewhere is going to say, oh, I'll say it to your face, but they have yet to. So eight times out of 10, nobody's going to say to my face, oh, I think that's whack. I think this shit is, you know, what the fuck is this? You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody's going to say that to me. I say 10 times out of 10 because nobody has, for real. You know, they're either going to say, oh, no, that's not a very smart idea. And then we, you know, I would like to get into what smart is for them. But then I think probably this is a dead end conversation. So I leave it be. So the hardest part about publicly sharing what I create is about remaining faithful that um, this product will this product will be successful. You know what I'm saying? That this will help people and I will continue on the right path. So. All right. The next thing, or the last thing, all right, we finally got to the last part of the podcast about, you know, this has been long for me, I think, because um, I'm talking about some some real present shit that I think about, and uh, it's not even, I want to say this, like, getting off, you know, a little insert about the last question, it's like the hardest part isn't publicly sharing it, the hardest part is, is you know what I'm saying, reflecting on that shit because before i get to the point where i've recorded before i get to the point where i say this shit right besides me 
sitting right here and continue and just all answer questions and da da da. Like I'm recording that shit. I'm re I'm listening to the shit. I'm I'm changing things, and um, it's emotional. You know what I'm saying? It that was hard. You know what I'm saying? Reading some of that shit and then staying cool while reading that shit. I had to stay, you know, firm and knowing that the past is the past. You know what I'm saying? So that's the hardest part for me, you know, about the creative process is um, looking back on how far I've come because I'm talking, I am speaking specifically on, you know, the poetry, um, you know, writing poetry. Okay. So the last thing I want to talk about the importance of self-reflection. So, why did I feel it was important to take a moment, take a break, not only take, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be real. Like I took, I took a break, you know what I'm saying? I took a step back and I looked at myself through the process of me recording, uh, re-recording those poems and rewriting and editing and everything. You know, I took time to reflect on my journey and reflect on everything that I want to achieve. Right. So what do I feel the importance of self-reflection is? It's like, um, I was thinking earlier today, uh, you know, sometimes you got to feed your ego a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to let yourself know, Hey, uh, you doing a good job. You're doing what you need to do, you know? And I feel like a part of self-reflection, you know, there is that hard part where you got to get past the past and you have to, um, you know, acknowledge where you were, how dirty your hands actually are, no matter how much you actually, you know, physically wash them, they're fucking dirty. You know, you did some things that you're not proud of, right? Even though that's hard, you get to the part, you know, that I say that um, middle to end of the continuing process of the creating process, you get to that point where you're like, I'm really proud of myself. Even though this is sad, I'll compare it to a, a sad movie. Even though this is sad, I'm happy that I watched this I'm happy that I experienced this because it taught me what certain things mean to me. Okay, so I say specifically like, because it's a self-reflection, like I learned a lot about myself and I learned a lot about what I want. I learned a lot about who I who I was because a lot of the time, and, I, and I'm, not, I'm not sure if people actually have the courage to say this because I don't really involve myself with people, but... I didn't for a long time is saying that the person that I was, right, is beautiful, even though she made mistakes, right? She is beautiful, you know, and that's and and that's the important part. Even though my hands are dirty, even though I fucked up, even though, even though, you know what I'm saying? And I really genuinely through this process, I fell in love with myself through allowing myself to be creative and allowing myself to uh, share my poetry and allowing myself to, I want to inspire people. I want to motivate myself. I want to allow people to motivate me through that process. I got to a point where I fell in love with myself and I, and I had to say to myself, you know, somebody said this, they said, cause this is what got the wheels turning. I heard somebody say, for me, you know, you were in love when it doesn't matter and you don't mind. Okay. And then I, that got the wheels turning. I'm like, you know what I felt like for myself? I knew I was in love with myself and I knew, you know, I was in love with what I was doing when I say, you know what? I don't mind because it doesn't matter. You know, 
So when I say this negative, this negative, I didn't really hear it because it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I, I didn't, you know, I didn't mind that shit because it didn't matter. I'm so in love with myself. I'm so in love with what I, what I want to do that I don't mind because it doesn't matter. And if you need any further explanation, that's harassment. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that. That's harassment. I just told you, you know, so that's the importance of self-reflection. It's the ability to gain control and stability in your life so that you can fall in love with yourself. I think that was the most beautiful thing that I gained out of this entire experience. And like I said, I wasn't going to just drop all that shit, drop all them poems, put all that hard work into that shit, and then not say anything. Of course, I'm going to reflect. Of course, I'm going to think back on the shit that happened. And uh, of course, I'm going to share it. Like I said, I take everybody with me. Anybody who wants to go, let's go. But just know that, you know, I'm not saying come with me. I'll protect you. Come with me. Everything's going to be easy. Come with me or, you know, say per se, change your way of thinking or want better for yourself. But things aren't going to be easy. You're going to have to grind. You're going to have to power through. You're going to have to want this at all levels. So it's going to come to a point where you got to have to self-reflect. I said this before and I'll say it again. There's nothing that I say to anybody that I wouldn't say to myself at any point in time. Everything happens for a reason. The importance of this episode behind the scenes was to really take time to say, what did chapter one consist of and how did it build me into the person that I am today right now in this present moment? All right. So we've reached the end of episode 10 chapter one behind the scenes. I appreciate everybody who tuned in. I just want to say that I'm grateful for the the hard work. I'm grateful for the journey. I'm grateful for the reflection. I'm grateful for the attention that I've been able to give myself. And that's what this episode was about. But like always, I look forward to creating the next podcast. All right, peace. new beginnings my whole life I felt out of place so I give them no discernment and I know I'm one of the best to live at any pace I've said so many times K Sarah Sarah shit said so many times a whole lot of shit if I can speak truthfully my hands are already dirty I'm really gully I put that in quotations cuz well if you know you know I know following your dreams means going towards what you feel is best I want to explain myself fully but really it's wanting more and more from yourself and accepting none less when it's hard and I'm alone I reinforce my own self Cause I know it's the only way to never go left. Looking up to God for the inspiration I need. I give him all the glory for everything I have and will achieve.